welcome to podcasting social work podcasting social work is a platform for learners educators social workers and activists to share your stories knowledge and skills to empower communities and transform lives my name is dr hasan mahboob i am a social worker and professor at centennial college i am a social work educator and i have the opportunity to work with diverse communities and learners in Canada and across the Asia region. Today's podcast is on humanitarian response for Rohingya community in Bangladesh. It is my great pleasure to host this episode and to have conversation with Mr. Arif Rahman, Chief Executive Officer, Young Power in Social Action, shortly known as IPSHA, who are working in Bangladesh for last three decades. I had the pleasure to work with Ipsha and its great team when I was working with Action Aid International. Action Aid and Ipsha had a long-term partnership and we worked together on various poverty and inequalities issues and fight for social justice in Bangladesh. Mr. Arif, please tell us about yourself and Ipsha. My name is Arifur Rahman and I'm a social activist and more than three decades I'm uh, working with uh, organization called Young Power in Social Action Ipsha as a chief executive. Actually, I was one of the founder member back in 1985, which was the International Youth Year. So some of our uh, the young people together, we have established this organization. So we are around like a 17, 18 years old young people that time. Wonderful. So our organization... Yeah, it, since then, uh, as from youth organization, we evolve as a social development organization. And you will be happy to know that uh, now our organization is very one of the active and vibrant organization in Bangladesh, especially we are working in the southeastern part of Bangladesh. Congratulations. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And uh, personally, uh, I uh, com- completed my master's from Chittagong University on social science and from Dhaka University on governance issue. So uh, I learned uh, like academically uh, about the social science uh, related issues. At the same time, I'm also active in the field level. So I work with the community on the different uh, community need based uh, the development programs and also humanitarian response is one of my core program area. And, you know, Bangladesh is a, a natural disaster-prone area, and also I live in a coastal area. So always uh, we are fighting with the natural disasters, and our organization, we are one of the early responders to any humanitarian uh, the uh, situations here, including the Rohingya issues. I know more about you, uh, Mr. Arif, that you have got uh, a number of fellowship, international fellowship from USA, and various countries and you have been doing phd in india and you are very um, kind so you are not telling so much about your academic background however um, it's great to know that uh, how ipsha is evolving from one youth-based organization to a one of the largest uh, NGO and charity in Bangladesh. So um, what are the major programs? You mentioned already that you have been working uh, with people who are affected by disaster or climate change, uh, who are in emergencies. Uh, Apart from that, what are are your other programs? Can you please tell us briefly about that? Yes. Uh, You see, the IPSA, uh, we call it as a sustainable uh, organization for sustainable development 
So our main uh, the program are in line with the uh, sustainable development goal, uh, uh, the uh, you know, and the targets. So, so, but mostly our program is focuses on the health, education, and economic empowerment, and the natural disaster and the disaster management issues, and also. Uh, you know, we also uh, they, uh, do the humanitarian in interventions based on the uh, on the need, but that is the uh, you know the depend on the situation depends on the uh, needs of the our community. So whatever we do, we always try to link with the SDG Sustainable Development Goals. Wonderful. Uh, just uh, I'm curious to know currently uh, uh, how many people you are serving and how many staff uh, members are working with IPSHA. Yeah, uh, now it is uh, around 2,000, more than 2,000 actually, we are trained professional development uh, worker. We are working in, in uh, under the different our projects and program. And all total is like around, uh, you know, the uh, 9 million people uh, we have reached through our direct program in the, uh, the interventions in our uh, southeastern part of Bangladesh. Wonderful. Uh, congratulations once again. I'm really amazed and uh, this is great success for IPSHA. And uh, I know IPSHA since uh, 2000 and the last 20 years, uh, it has been a great journey. So far, I uh, have seen uh, firsthand when I was working with Action Aid for 10 years. And last 10 years, I have been in touch with you and know I'm just coming to know uh, about your success in community development and humanitarian assistance. So now our uh, this discussion will be focusing on your great work. So far, I have heard that you have been doing great work with Rohingya refugees and offering yes. various services. So we would like to know more about this program and uh, what happened uh, about this Rohingya crisis and how you get involved with this uh, kind of program and supporting these most marginalized people in the earth? Yes. Uh, you know that uh, the Rohingya crisis is like a, now is one of the like a biggest uh, the refugee crisis in the world. Actually, it was started, uh, you know, the influx started in uh, early, in, in actually the, uh, August 2017. So as IPSA, as a local organization, we are working in the uh, Cox Bazar area uh, last 20 years. So we are like a, one of the local organization who responded in an early stage to the uh, Rohingya refugees who arrived in Bangladesh when Bangladesh government allowed them to cross the border. So that was the really a horrible situation because of the, all the Rohingya Rohingyas, they were traumatized they physically, they assaulted, and, you know, they, they, are, they were wounded. Uh, in uh, Myanmar. So in, in the, they actually yeah, came from the Myanmar. Uh, so at uh, that time, it was a uh, really uh, urgent situation to help them f uh, through provide food, medical supports, and shelter. And we are grateful that our government uh, provided uh, different types of uh, the services that time. So as an NGO, as a local NGO, well, with the help and approval from the government, we also started our humanitarian interventions that time. So as a local organization, we are one of the first responders to this issue. And first few months, it was really difficult to uh, organize everything because of no, uh, actually no one uh, were prepared to handle, uh, you know, uh, as a, like a huge crisis, uh, it's like a, I already told you that it's, the, it's like a, one of the biggest uh, the refugee crisis in the world. But after a few months, then everything was settled and coordinated. 
many international organizations came, United Nations, uh, different uh, the agencies, they also came. So UN, Bangladesh government, international NGO and the local NGO together, uh, we have developed a combined effort and also the local government, they also joined with this effort. So now uh, there is a various humanitarian response program is in a very coordinated way. Uh, so I would but like first to, six months, it was really difficult that time. Yeah, just to, to uh, curious to know how many people actually uh, are now Rohingya people are now living in the camps and who are. Yeah, it's like around people? one million. It's one like million. a one million. Yeah, around one million. Uh, they uh, you know settled in Bangladesh and uh, Bangladesh government uh, provided them uh, the shelter and the. Uh, the supports uh, with the help of UN and, and also the INGOs and, and the local NGOs. Great. And, uh, and uh, you know, you'll be happy to know that though it's a large number of refugees, they settled in the camp. Uh, uh, you know, they got regularly food support, medical supports, and there are various, and also our organization also have some unique support service. Uh, later on, I can uh, give you some of the information. Wonderful. Uh, you know, in the COVID situation also, uh, all the humanitarian responses are going on very uh, uh, coordinated way uh, at the ground zero. And, uh, you know, nowadays, uh, the Rohingya people, they got all sorts of support uh, from the government and from the uh, UN agencies and the international and the local local organizations. So, IPSHA is one of the yeah. active organizations. Wonderful. I, I'm curious to know about the about the population who are very uh, marginalized and uh, within the group very traumatized uh, and uh, yes. through news media we can see that women are very vulnerable children are very vulnerable um, can you please uh, tell us a little bit more about the situation how these people are coping yes uh, you see the whole Rohingya community who uh, arrived in bangladesh they all are traumatized and then uh, physically and mentally uh, they are distressed. Uh, but, uh, you know, among them, uh, the uh, uh, women and children are most affected. And also we have seen the aged Rohingya community. They also very much affected, you know. So uh, there is a various services uh, established for specific, uh, uh, specific uh, uh, age segments yeah. like there is a yeah, it's, uh, it's like a woman uh, space for uh, supporting for the woman, and there is a children uh, space for the children, and there is a, like a health center. Like our organization, I can give you like a, one example. You see, we uh, established a uh, age-friendly services uh, center uh, inside the camp. So, higher 50 plus Rohingya. Or we call is like a uh, you know AZ uh, the Rohingya community. They give the, uh, they uh, regularly they receive the geriatric care services from our center. There is a counseling center. There is a uh, medical and uh, physiotherapy centers. Regularly we provide that support to the uh, AZ Rohingya community who are 50 plus. You know, okay. and also we have provided them the health support and the nutrition support to the AZ community. So there is a other uh, uh, centers also run by EPA and also other organization uh, with the support of international organization and UN agencies. Uh, like an example, uh, there is a temporary uh, learning center, uh, you know, the small uh, schools uh, for the Rohingya children. Uh, and also there Wonderful. is like a center for the adolescents. So because of the different segments, they have different needs. So based to, to uh, address that needs, 
we have we have established the different uh, the service center inside the camp wonderful and uh, uh, you mentioned about their uh, population specific uh, services so regarding women rohingya women we know from news sources that they are very traumatized and victim of violence and uh, so many uh, operations they faced uh, yes. what kind of program are you offering uh, for this uh, uh, vulnerable group the rohingya yeah. women yes yes uh, you see uh, firstly they receive the uh, health support uh, uh you know uh, there is a, like a series of health support uh, provided to the uh, to the uh, victim women and then uh, psychosocial uh, uh, support also uh, to help them to overcome their traumatized situation and then uh, later on we have provided them uh, you know different types of uh, uh, support uh, to uh, start their life again like there is a Uh, confidence building training program there is a uh, skill building training program inside the camps is going on so in the leisure time uh, they can utilize their uh, uh, time to do something uh, and also help them to express themselves so there is a recreation center so they can meet with the other women and they can uh, you know uh, spend a, like a good leisure time Amazing. so various types of services uh, ensued inside the camp but i would like to mention one thing is that uh, working with the refugee camp at the same time also uh, ngos are also allowed to work with the host community because it's very important to provide services to the host community because uh, you know we we wanted to develop a good atmosphere situation among the host community and the and the rohingya refugees community and so you were working if i understand that you were working uh, together with the local communities so that the relationship yes. are good among the rohingya yes. refugees and the local community people yes because okay. the, you see the host community are the most sufferer you know so uh, and also they welcome them they uh, in the first phase they provided them the food shelter and the supports so uh, uh, now host community also need some support from the international agencies from the government and un agencies so there is a gov policy adopted by the government to provide a uh, few supports need based support to the host community also so we are working at the rohingya camp and at the same time so host community great, both together wonderful so in terms of uh, future uh, how do you see this problem can evolve and uh, Uh, the result the way the you have been working and the governments and uh, international organizations are working do you see any hope that this uh, crisis will be over soon yes uh, you see the this is like one of the largest refugee crisis in the world and uh, it will not over in a one day but the hope is that our government is very active uh, for international advocacy and to make pressure to on the myanmar because myanmar should uh you know uh come forward and solve the issues and they should take back their uh, uh, citizens but that should be in a that should be in a voluntary manner and also in a safe way so uh, international advocacy is going on under the un system and uh, we are hoping that uh, it will uh, overcome one day but you know but till then our government is uh, providing all this support to the uh, rohingya people and at the same time uh, uh you know uh, uh, we are also helping their children uh, and also uh, the adolescent and young people uh, to uh, get some skills
skills because when they back to Myanmar so that they can use they can utilize that skills for their livelihood supports wonderful so, i know uh, you, are and, a, you are a great social entrepreneur and you have a huge uh, microfinance program and uh, you have been supporting other communities as well so how do you actually uh, imparting these skills uh, to the rohingya community people so that when they will be uh, returning to their home how they are going to start uh, their life is there any model are you following or any example you want to give how you are preparing better better so that they can live a healthy life in their uh, country when they will return yes uh, one thing is that uh, except financing we are providing the other supports like a, you know uh, we help them uh, to receive the different uh, vocational training we also help them for life skills training and, and also help them to aware about health hygiene livelihood issues so uh, uh, that's going on because when they came from Myanmar they were actually uh, completely empty on the awareness issues and the health and hygiene issues and also their life skills issues so in the camp so there is a uh, different initiatives are going on with the support of government and with the support of uh, un agencies uh, to provide them uh, life skills training and also uh, 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 you know other uh, awareness the program so and also uh, uh, but uh, as per the government policy we are not uh, uh, allowed to provide them any financial assistance directly but if they have a skill if they have a award when they back uh, to myanmar they can utilize their that skills absolutely so absolutely. that is the motto wonderful wonderful uh, I'm, I'm curious to know that it's uh, very challenging uh, to work with the uh, community like uh, rohingya community in a refugee camp uh, because they are highly marginalized so what are the challenges your uh, team are face team members are facing and how you are overcoming those challenges while working with a very um, traumatic um, group of people yeah there are uh, lots of uh, challenges we faced uh, but uh, i can share one of two uh, like one of the uh, biggest challenge uh, is that uh, you know uh, the uh, when they uh, came uh, from myanmar to bangladesh the all people are traumatized and they have no hope they actually lost their all confidence and hope you know so it was really difficult uh, to handle with them so uh, and also years and years they are they 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 have no scope for formal education they have lack of awareness so it was really difficult to uh, motivate them uh, and also to help them to learn uh, the issues so but slowly you know after the counseling so when uh, their hopes again uh, raises and also they can feel the comfort uh, and also they can uh, you know um, feel that uh, the uh, confidence uh, while they are in bangladesh so slowly uh, is emerged and then uh, we have started the our program this is the one challenge in the in the in the beginning we faced another one is that uh, you know they are very religiously they are very conservative so it was uh, difficult uh, to help them uh, to understand some of the health and hygiene issues so it was uh, because of uh, they were absent long time from a formal education so it was really uh, difficult uh, for conduct 
keeping the awareness session especially health hygiene family planning issues you know different uh, uh, life skills issues so uh, and also they they have a very they have a strong belief on uh, some superstition so that was the like a challenges you know but slowly step by step uh, we overcome that situation wonderful wonderful and i'm just curious to know how you motivate your team and train and uh, build the capacity of your team to work with this uh, most marginalized community yeah you see the ipr as the last 30 years we are working and we emerged from the community so we know the community pulse and also we know the you know different motivational techniques and also our people actually we are self motivated uh, uh, the professional team and we are bit advanced than the other organization because we are from the chitagongs and the chitagonian dialect is uh, very much uh, you know nearer to the rohingya language so it was uh, it was easy for us to understand to talk and share with the rohingya people because of the our dialect are similar to them oh, wow. so uh, it was the like yeah. advantage for ipsha team member Uh, and also we have selected hard working self motivated young team member and we put them in the rohingya camp to work there and you will be happy to know that more around 800 staff they are working with the uh, our rohingya programs in in that area. and from, our dropout rate is very less from ipsha 800 staff are 800 working 800 staff yeah in the rohingya program Wonderful. we call the rohingya response program it's a huge team and uh, thank you so much for leading and motivating this team i know you are a transformative leader and now actually i'm curious to know that how our international students our volunteers uh, local and international volunteers are contributing in your program yeah there is a uh, many scopes uh, because of uh, our you know with the with the uh, approval from bangladesh government uh we are uh, inviting uh, international uh, researcher uh, the international volunteer and also the uh, uh, students uh, to uh, visit our program and also uh, spend their some quality time with us voluntarily and and there is many way especially you see the our people they are very busy on uh, implementing program uh and also we need some sort uh, sort of like a skilled volunteer who can help us to document to uh, you know all, uh, all the learnings and experiences so that uh, that documentation we can share it with our donor our government and also the academia so there is a huge scope for international volunteer self motivated volunteer uh, who can come and work with our team members uh, at the field level at the same time also uh we need some uh, source of skill uh, to monitor the our program and also help us to uh, you know improve our uh, uh, delivery services so there is a many way international self motivated uh, the student volunteer they can help us but one thing is that ipsha we are very much interested to uh, invite and also receive volunteers but obviously with the help and approval from the government wonderful uh, in terms of you are mentioning some uh, skills expectation from international volunteers and uh, students uh, so what kind of skills uh, and expertise you are looking for that can help ipsha and the ipsha team at the ground what is your expectation yeah, yeah first thing is needed you know based on our experience what we have seen this self motivation and dedication is very important yes absolutely because 
because if you have skill but you have you are not dedication to work in a very hard uh, situation then it will not work so first thing is that your self uh, dedication and uh, motivation is needed and then uh, uh, you know uh, especially the writing skills is important to understand the context and the situation and also understand the challenges and also the working modalities and uh, you know uh, skills should be like uh, transformed in a like a, a written format because it's uh, in this field we need some uh, the expertise uh, from uh, your university or from the other uh, organization who can help us to develop uh these skills and also our team we are we are uh, eagerly we are waiting to uh, work together with the international volunteers so that our people can also learn from them and uh, so skills mostly is like a uh, understand the context and also writing skill documentation skills absolutely. is very important absolutely i totally agree and when i was working with volunteer services overseas i found that our local organizations were highly appreciating uh, the research documentation and writing skills of our international volunteers and i truly feel that because it's very important for our local organization for uh, documentation also for um, writing proposals uh, for future funding and sustaining the program and also building their network with uh, local and international organizations and sharing the stories yes. it's so important it's uh, so important for uh, advocacy work as well i i really appreciate your thoughtful feedback on that and uh, as you know that uh, from centennial college of uh, ontario uh, we are very interested uh, to build relationship with ipsha and i had a number of conversation although now it is covid uh, pandemic situation uh, it's difficult to work um, uh, in person but uh, how our students can help ipsha uh, through virtual work Uh, using technologies and working virtually is there any opportunity you see yes yes yeah you see the during the covid 19 pandemic uh, you know we 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 have not stopped our activities you know we in the rohingya camp uh, even uh, every day our operations is going on and we are utilizing information communication technology in a better way to implement to deliver our services and also to coordinate among our team members so obviously we can use uh, information communication technology virtual communications with the interested volunteer who really uh, uh, wanted to join with us uh, and also uh, you know uh, uh, we can work together virtually uh, now also so is there is a there is a great possibility to work virtually also in terms of languages uh, do you think that uh, you need uh, some language skills apart from english uh, not really actually uh, you know the uh, bengali is our main uh, the language here and also our people they can work in english so uh, other than english i think other languages are not uh, required at the moment for us okay great and uh, in conclusion 
Mr. Arif, uh, Arif Bhai, I say you Arif Bhai, it means brother Arif. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for your time and uh, I'm very happy to see the, the, the leadership uh, you have been giving to Ipsha and the large team. I'm so proud of you that you have over 2,000 staff member. And when I was with ActionAid in partnership with Ipsha, I think at the time, how many staff you had like over 300? In, yeah, in 2000, it was like around 300. 300. Now it is over 2,000. So in the last... Uh, uh, yeah, because two, we are expanding our activities absolutely. and the working area, you know, so... From, yeah. from a very grassroots organization to one of the leading organization in Bangladesh and in the, in the world. You have established yourself and Ipsha. It's a really uh, amazing experience. You are a great social entrepreneur and we will discuss another day perhaps about your in entrepreneurship skills, your human rights based work, your climate change work. I know you have so much to share with our students yes, and yeah. social workers. Uh, we really appreciate you. And uh, is there any last uh, message for our students and social workers that you want to convey? Uh, the first thing is that I thank you uh, to inviting me. You see, I'm like a grassroots activist, you know. So it's a great opportunity for me also to talk, uh, you know, with uh, and also introduce uh, with your students. Just uh, one uh, sentence from my, uh, based on my experience, you know, uh, I want to see... Uh, people who would like to be a social activist they should motivate uh, you know the first and also um, uh, they should not think okay what skills i have they should have they should have to have like a confidence you know when they are confident to do something automatically you know if they start then uh, slowly the skill will uh, will, be, will be developed I'm not sure that I uh, I, I can uh, express yes, uh, this absolutely, one. Absolutely. Thing is that the commitment and the dedication is the first, then the skill. And yeah, that's I, the, my. I'm firm believer that if our students could work with you and with your, with your team, they would learn a lot, and I believe they will also share some experience what they're learning from our college, from our community. It will be a great partnership, and thank you so much. Uh, Arif Bhai and the Ipsha team. I miss uh, many colleagues like Nawaz, Belal. I uh, used to work with them very closely. Uh, from yeah, Ashland. one day you will meet them, inshallah. And and you are most welcome to Canada and to uh, to uh, to be in our class virtually or physically, and uh, have conversation with our students. I would like to invite you for that, and I really appreciate okay, your thank time. You. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I will see you. Okay. Thank I you. Hope to chat with you soon. Okay. Have thank you. Day. Bye.